Uh, speaking of growing, this, there's a new football, spring football league, and everybody that doesn't know, a few years ago for my master's thesis here at Iona, I wrote a book about the USFL called The, the Rebel League the NFL Didn't Respect But Feared. I don't think there's going to be much fear of this new alliance league. The XFL might be something different down the road, but this new alliance league is supposed to be a feeder into the NFL. I tried to watch a little of it this weekend. It was a colossal bore. First off, the announcing was terrible. Uh, there was no atmosphere at the games. The uniforms were ridiculous. And they're going into markets where we've seen uh, USFL markets anyway, Arizona, uh, Memphis, San Antonio, Birmingham, and Orlando. In the USFL, they had the Orlando Renegades. Lee Corso was the coach of that. The Birmingham Stallions was that team. Cliff Stout, the former Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback, and Joe Cribbs, a former Bills running back, was on that team. The San Antonio Gunslingers were the franchise in the USFL. Rick Neuheisel was a quarterback for them. And you had the Arizona Wranglers. Uh, George Allen was the coach of the Arizona Wranglers. And then you had the Memphis Showboats and Reggie White, who later played for your team. The Green Bay Packers went out to Hall of Fame, played for them. I don't see any Hall of Famers coming out of this new league, Joe. I know you have a different opinion of it. No, I definitely don't. I, but at the same time, you mentioned Rick Neuheisel. He is the head coach of the Arizona Hotshots. Did well, you know that? There you go. Let me get my ticket now. Come on. Um, no, see, <laughs> I thought... And, and Spurrier is a coach as well, Steve Spurrier. There are a lot of former NFL guys, older NFL guys that have are are, are involved and in leading organizations or coaching. Um, Bill Polian was a former Chicago Blitz GM. He's the one that created the, the Buffalo Bills. The dynasty of the Bills was really fed from the USFL. So there are some big management and coaching names. I, I, they, they just, the AFL, the USFL... They they got big name quarterbacks and that's not going to happen here. I I don't think it's going to happen just yet. Um, based on what we saw after week one, there's obviously interest. You know, for those football junkies who who love football, who love the game, there is a void come springtime. I totally on- I, I agree with that. There is I only so that. much free agency and NFL draft talk that you can do. There is a void, and there was definitely interest. And the numbers and the numbers show that the Alliance had three point two five million uh, viewers on Saturday on CBS. Um, To put that into perspective, the only sporting event on Saturday that beat them was Duke versus Virginia with 3.32 million. And a reason why you could make that argument as to why that happened was Duke has arguably the top three picks in this upcoming NBA draft. There's a lot of attention around there. But here's a brand new lo- league who just who beat out yeah, but there's the, Thunder Rockets on ABC. But there's the, there's the interest factor of let me see what it's like. The, the XFL, when they first started in 2001, had killer ratings the first week. The USFL did as well and eventually went down to around a, a, a 4 5 5 as I remember at the time. Uh, to, to me, if this league had some maybe reclamation projects in it, like Colin Kaepernick or Johnny Manziel or Tim Tebow, I might have some interest there. I, they, they don't have that. And Christian Hackenberg, seriously, is anybody going to want to watch him? No, they need, he needs to be off the team because he could ruin the league. And, and from a marketing perspective, from a marketing perspective, the uniforms are terrible. What I, don't you like about them? Uh, first off, you have the numbers on the side. You can't tell what the logo is. And it's just it's just weird to the eye to me. Is it weird to the eye to you, or is it just too different? Maybe it's maybe it's both. I I, I don't know. I it just comes across as very 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 strange. The uniforms. It looks it looks more arena ish than it does pro football ish. I think they needed to make make a, a distinct difference 
And that's one way of showing that they're different from the NFL. And there's plenty of other ways that they're different as well. I mean, you saw, I don't know if you watched that first game, you saw a huge big hit on a quarterback that in the NFL, there's probably a fine. That player may get suspended. Clay Matthews could not be reached for comment. Exactly. In the, you're going to see that in this league. You're going to see the quarterbacks getting hit. At the same time, they are worried about player safety. You look at the speed and the pace of the game, you can't tell me that this wasn't a, an easier watch in terms of speed compared to the NFL and college football. I mean, after every single touchdown, there's there's the extra, the the touchdown needs to be reviewed. Then there's the extra point. Then there's then there's commercials. I mean, you're there sitting there for hours. That that being said, and and all that might be true. The announcing I thought was awful. There was no atmosphere in the, in the parks or stadiums, and I, I just did not have an interest. There was no buzz into this. You know what I'm saying? There's no storyline really into this that 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 had that could get the average football person to say, "Oh, this this I'm definitely going to." But watch. I think that the biggest storyline is. There's spring football. I think that's a big enough storyline to make people turn it on. Now, the product has to be good. The product, If the product isn't good, people are eventually going to get tired of it, and it's not going to last. But you look at the overall rosters of these teams. 81% of the players in this league have had a NFL contract before. But if you told me a Kyler Murray, a Kyler Murray was going to play there, then you have my interest, and then I'll watch. But why would to your point, why would Kyler Murray take a chance, hurt himself, or why would Tim Tebow take a chance and hurt himself when he first came out? I, I mean, I, to me, I, it just needs some kind of sizzle. The USFL had the big, they had, they had Jim Kelly, they, you know, they, they went after Dan Marino, they went after John Elway, the, the, the AFL, you know, Joe Namath. You, you need some kind of pizzazz in this. I mean, the NFL is all about the quarterback, and there's no quarterbacks in this league. I think it's going to take some time for that to happen. I think... It also seems as if this league is is a perfect feeder system for the NFL, especially the way that the contracts are set up. Uh, players aren't getting paid more than $250,000. They can't join the XFL once they start. They can only leave for the NFL. Well, a perfect feeder system to the pros, similar to what the NBA has in the G League uh, for for the NBA. See, but the, the other leagues went after the NFL. They went on attack. The, they spent the money. They, they got big names. They had, the, wow, the pizzazz. There's there's no proof that a feeder league can work, and I, and I think that's why the NFL really hasn't gotten involved in anything like that because there ha- hasn't been a feeder league. But why go against the NFL when there is no product that's going to beat it? You cannot replicate the NFL. You cannot beat the NFL, and that's the fact. So why not create something that's good enough that'll be able to develop players that aren't there yet to get to that next level? I, I just that me, doesn't exist right now. I understand that, and I do think there is a need for it, but I'm not going to watch it. So I give I give a Fonzie thumbs down. Well, I'll give it a <laughs> thumbs up, and if you want those reports, those <laughs> weekly updates, I'll have them every week for the for the sports sit down. Listen, it's it's a good opportunity for for reporters to uh, you know make it their own. And look, there is you know scouts looking for talent, and maybe there is a diamond in the rough. Uh, but I, I think there's a reason why the NFL for years has avoided a feeder league. And the other leagues, you know, particularly the USFL, they could, you know, Steve Young was on ESPN recently and said, USFL could still be around if they would have did it right. Because they went after the NFL. They had contracts for, for this is back in 86, for $250 million if they stayed in the spring. But Donald Trump convinced the other owners, let's go after the NFL. Let's have this $1.7 billion lawsuit against them, an antitrust suit. And they went after the NFL, but once they went, went wanted to go to a full league, all the contracts that they had in place with ABC, ESPN, T 
you know, TNT was involved because they were just blossoming at the time that were null and void. If the USFL would have stayed in place, would have stayed in place, they would have had, you know, cable cable TV was just blossoming at that time, going into the late 80s, into the 90s. Again, this is a perfect opportunity. The fact that they had so many people tune in so early with what seemed like so little uh, marketing and advertising, it's a good sign. I mean, I feel like I've seen more about the XFL, which launches in 2020, mm-hmm. than I did for the the Alliance that just started, and they and the numbers showed. You have the Alliance page up there? I do have the Alliance okay. page. Let's, let's go. What's your better names, the USFL names or the, the Alliance League names? Okay, the, the Arizona Alliance name. Arizona Hot Shots. All right. Arizona Wranglers. I like Wranglers. Yeah, Wranglers better. Uh, Memphis. Memphis Express. Okay, they take that from the LA Express. With the Memphis Showboats. I think it's a toss-up there. Toss-up. What's the connection to the Express, though? See, Memphis Showboats. There's Showboats in Mississippi. Makes more sense. Um, I, I personally don't know the if there is a, a connection there. The San Antonio. Commanders. Commanders. Not, not bad. Not bad. Gunslingers. Wouldn't, wouldn't work today. No, definitely wouldn't work today. <laughs> it wouldn't but, work today. But in the sense of, of football, quarterbacking, yeah. gunslingers, I think that, yeah, that okay. you know, yeah. you, if you slanted it towards that way, could be a possibility. Yeah. Uh, Birmingham. Iron. Iron? I think that's strong. I like the Stallions better. Birmingham Stallions. I think iron is strong. Um, if you're from that area, you think of the iron, iron bowl between Alabama and Auburn. Okay. I, I, right. I like that a lot. Orlando. Orlando Apollos. I like that actually. We this was the Renegades that Lee Corso was. So he had the Renegades and they had like the the axe, the the Indian axe and everything. So I, I like the Apollos. I like the Apollos and I like the blue and orange colors too. Okay. But the logos, I don't get the logos. It, it, the logos were, were hard to see and it's just it just didn't have that wow factor. We only have a couple of more minutes here on the Iona College Radio Hour. We're doing the sports sit down. Mike Demerges along with Joe DeLuisio. A really great show so far today. Richard Giacovis, an alum of Iona. Uh, one of my students, one of Joe's, uh, you know, compadres back when he went here covering the national story of the murder of Valerie Reyes, a Nourishell resident, uh, Richard working with News 5, and he has uh, his story coming up on News 12 today at 5 o'clock. Uh, Matt Carey, of course, Lapenta School of Business, with his report, and Dr. Catherine Lavery as well. Uh, Sean Jacoby, a political science uh Student spoke with her, and she certainly has a distinguished career as well. Uh, quickly here, uh, Bryce Harper, Manny Machado remain unsigned. Uh, collusion in the air, yes or no? I don't know what to think, but, it, I mean, this is the only league that we see this happen in, right? Can you imagine if uh, Tom Brady and Todd Gurley hit the free agent the, the free, uh, free agency? They'd be signed in, in seconds. I think teams are just becoming smarter. Uh, and, it, and it's hard to, you know, if you look back at the Mets and, and their disastrous moves, and I remember when Jason Bay signed with the Mets, and, uh, and the story's going, you know, you know but any of the long-term contracts have come back to bite the best of the players. I mean, the last, what was the last long-term contract that really worked well, out? Well, none of them work out. I mean, if it's 10 They ye- don't. There's, if you sign someone for 10 years, that's you're not 20, getting— That's 26 years old. After 32, your best years, and that's proven physically, you're behind you because they don't use steroids anymore. But it's not only that. I mean, you're lucky if out of those 10 years, you get five great years. I mean, then it's not worth it then. Exactly. So I think part of that is that teams are getting smarter. And then obviously with the collective bargaining agreement with the the luxury tax here, teams aren't as – they're not willing like the Yankees once were to to spend, spend, spend and get hit with that tax. Uh, so they are becoming smarter in that sense. For the, for a guy like Machado and Bryce Harper, 
I mean, they need to start looking at or exploring maybe a, a shorter one or two year deal, a lot of money, and then doing this all over again. I, I think for the sake of, of baseball, so teams don't teams don't get destroyed. Max five year contracts. I'm sorry, uh, the players' union is never going to go for that. But you can't put a ten year rope around someone's neck uh, anymore. I mean, Alex Rodriguez's contract, if the Yankees or any other team went to be able to survive, it. without a doubt. his contract was a total disaster. Albert Pujols. Uh, Albert Pujols. I, the Angels, are you kidding me? How would they been, like to get rid of that? Giancarlo Stanton. Do you think the Yankees would not want to get rid of Giancarlo Stanton's contract right now? That's why they're not in the Machado-Harper uh, mix. We'll have the same conversation in four years, and it'll be why is Giancarlo Stanton still around? Still around. And, and getting and, paid and, that much. And we're just going into year two. Just going into year two. And at the time, Cashman could have went after could have went after uh, the guy that that's with the Milwaukee Brewers right now. Kristen Yelich. Kristen Yelich. Perfect fit. High average lefty bat. And it's not, you know what, and it's not only these two guys that are, you know, they're 26 years old, Machado and Bryce Harper, unsigned. But you still have people like Dallas Keuchel, Craig Kimbrell, Marwin Gonzalez. I mean, there are a lot of talented players but still But guys available. like that will sign a three-year deal. These guys want 10-year deals. And, and again, I think in the way Bryce Harper plays, I think his best years are behind him, to be honest with you, because he played like a football player. He played hard. Yeah, he played hard. He played with a lot of uh, with a lot of intensity. At the same time, 26 years old, you got to expect that between both Harper and Machado that they have a solid four to six years let's, left. Let's, let's be honest here. They signed a five-year deal worth, what, $150 million. Is that not enough? Come on, guys. I mean, let's live in the real world here. Let's let's not be ridiculous. Here. Here's a guy in Bryce Harper that reportedly turned down a three hundred million dollar offer to stay in Washington. I mean, how much does he think he's going to get? Well, I'm glad the owners are taking a stand. I know it, it, some people call it collusion. It, it's really not. It's just being sensible here. You you can't give a ten year contract out anymore. I mean, baseball players and the, and the unions just going to have to realize five year deals. Five to seven year deals are going to be what it's at. And it's not going to be longer than that. No, and the longer this continues or this trend, I mean, I think it's only a matter of time till we're going to start seeing major players like Machado, like Harper, not being signed. And we just have one more minute here. Uh, the DH is coming to the National League. You, you for it or against it? I mean, I always thought that that was the competitive advantage. You know, if you played in the come World Series time, if you had to go to the AL, it, you know, you had to go and insert a DH. You played in the NL, your pitcher has to hit. So there's, I think everyone now is on an even playing field. Um, I personally don't like it in the in the NL. I don't like it being universal. I thought it... it Brought a little bit more strategy in having, you know. If that's fine, but you know what? Get rid of interleague play then. Let's make the leagues different. That's fine. You know, if, let, let, let's go back to that. Let, that let's it, not have half DA. I mean, it, it doesn't work. And, and too many hit pitchers are getting hurt running the bases or swinging. Their, their bodies are, are not attuned to it. They're, they're not trained properly in that fashion. Without a doubt. At the same time, though, it, everyone's on an, an even playing field at this point. I would have liked to keep it the way it was. All right. Well, we're going to keep the show as it is. We'll be back next week. Uh, Mike Demergis along with Joe D'Aloisio. This has been the Iona College Radio Hour. See you next Wednesday at 4, everybody.